What's going on? And welcome in the Pels and Whistles right here on the Believe Network, our show sponsored by Bet Online. I'm Daniel Salarson alongside Rel Myers. And we have hit the All Star break, and I feel like for everyone, including ourselves, it is much needed. Glad you're with us as we took a little bit of not an All Star break, but a get healthy break as Rel was a little under the weather. Usually I'm the one that has to sit out the episodes because with two kids, I tend to get sick a little bit more, but Rel is feeling better. Glad to have you. Couldn't do a show without her. She's the main piece. Might as well call it Rel and Whistles if we could. <laughs> but Rel, I am so glad that you're feeling better and, and and well enough to at least participate in this podcast. We have a lot to talk about. How are you? I'm doing all right, man. I started feeling a little bit better last night. Uh, I jumped on Chris Connor's show and I was like, all right, if I can get on here and sweat it out and definitely go ahead and get on Rels and Whistles. <laughs> so I sent you a text and I was like, let's do it, man. Got to get this done before the break. So happy to be back recording. Uh, we've got a ton to talk about. Yeah, you were listed as questionable, and you're actually one of the people that actually does participate when listed as questionable. Unlike yeah. everyone else that we see listed as questionable, we might as well rule them out. So we're glad that you <laughs> have uh, have stuck with it. And we do have a lot to talk about because it is the last time we talked was post-trade deadline. We talked about the acquisition of Josh Richardson. And that seems to be going really well for the Pelicans, except, you know, last night he failed to finish the game due to an injection. Oh, yeah. um, as the, the Pelicans uh, followed the Lakers last night, the offense just really couldn't get anything going. Got to within four at the half, but then again, just nothing really clicked offensively without Zion Williamson. We'll get to that as well. But mm-hmm. since we last talked, the Pelicans will enter the All-Star break on a two-game losing streak. Both of them on uh, national television. I'm, was it two game losing streak? I'm sorry, I'm missing a game in between Cleveland and LA, right? It's, Oklahoma yeah, State, Oklahoma one and State. two, yeah. one and two. I'm gonna confuse myself, but yeah, one and two <laughs> in the last three. They did get the win on the road against the Thunder, but losses on national television against the Cavs and the Los Angeles Lakers. I guess we should start with maybe let's go all the way back to Super Bowl Sunday when you were texting me yeah. talking about Zion, and I was like, what is she talking about? He experienced a setback. <laughs> We don't know when we're going to see him next. I mean, mid-March nope. maybe, but that was kind no. of the biggest disappointment, the fact that you know Zion had this setback, and now we, we are not sure when he's going to come back. And it, it kind of just feels like here we go again with this team. Yeah, and, and the thing about them saying that he would be out for at least an additional few weeks or at least an additional month is that we've seen how cautious we can be, and we know that it's not just going to be a month, right? They like at least is the the keywords right there, you know, like the the key phrase. Um, so at least an additional month from what when was the what was it February twelfth? Yeah, is when we got the news. Okay, so March twelfth ish, right? Um, and then what? At what time between now and then is the actual ramp up period, right? Like, is he resting right now? Is he ramping up right now? Probably not if he just suffered a setback like last week. Yeah. Um, so how long is that ramp up process? You know, we're not just going to drop him back in there. But at the same time, are we going to drop him into uh, some really competitive games when we're in a play in race? You know, or are we going to err on the side of caution and be like, no, I don't think we should do that. We should just wait for next season. And next thing you know, we got Zion doing dunking videos in the freaking practice facility again you know so it's like i don't know <laughs> what to expect i i don't feel comfortable saying oh i don't know maybe we'll see him in mid-march or we'll see him at the end of march or we'll see him in early april we got like what three games in april before the regular season's over yeah i don't, I don't know i am very nervous 
Um, <laughs> I don't know what to expect because we've seen what the team can do with him and we've seen how they look without him. And lately it's like, I don't know. I think even with Zion, I don't know what our offense is supposed to be doing. Like when we have Zion, the offense is give him the ball, move out the way. When we don't have him, it's let VI and CJ ISO everybody to death. So <laughs> I don't know what's happening, but hopefully they can have some discussions over the next week until they play again after the break. But um, yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm sh- they're stressing me out again. I don't have the panic button because there's nothing you can do at this point besides cut somebody and bring somebody in, which I don't see happening. So right. yeah, there's no sense in me even grabbing the panic button anymore. Has your tune changed? It seems like it has because when we talked at the beginning of the year and Zion and BI were alternating being out yeah that we still had faith in this team as far as the depth and them able to win games without them but it just seems like now and i myself included too yeah a lot more nervous about this team without the fact that there won't be any zion for about a month so or, or even more are you a little concerned especially the way the offense has been playing that this is not the same team that we saw at the beginning of the year dealing with all the injuries and that not saying that something's going to happen, like you mentioned, hard to believe mm-hmm. that they'll buy out someone and then bring someone in, but worried that they are not going to be able to sustain and, and keep up in the West um, with the injury in the absence of Zion. Yeah, I think that um, they, it's to a point now where I feel like this season, like they know for sure, like what they have as far as like how far they're going to be able to get this season. Um, I think in the off season, they're going to have to do something as far as upgrading somewhere in the roster. Um, now there are some people that are going to tell you that they got to make a decision as far as the big two. And I don't think that they have to do that, but um, you just got to upgrade um, some of your role players, I guess. Um, and I'm not sure exactly how many um, open roster spots we'll have next season with, Jackson being a restricted free agent, and then we still have a year of Garrett Temple on there, but it's not guaranteed or something. So I don't know how that's going to work out. So that's at least two right there. But, I mean, this isn't like a huge free agent market here, right? So we would have to start using some of those picks, even though we use like four second-round picks to to offload uh, Devontae. But um, I think that we need to get a little bit more serious as far as getting some more talent in. Um, but everything also hinges on who's healthy and who's not healthy. You can, you can assemble a great team, but if you don't have the main piece that everything's centered around or the main pieces that everything's centered around, I don't know how far we'd be able to get. So, um, I don't know. They, they need to take a long, hard thought (laughs) about what they want to (laughs) do. Let's What's crazy is, is when you look at the starting five and you have CJ, who's capable of knocking down threes, BI, who's really good at creating, you mentioned those two just kind of in isolation, trying to figure everything out on their own. You have Jonas inside. You also have Trey that can space the floor. You would think that the offense would flow a little better than it does. It just yeah. doesn't seem like it clicks the way Stagnant. maybe we all think it, it should be. I'm just trying to figure out why that is not the case and why they have a hard time uh scoring you can't come out and and be down two to 12 every night like that's not uh i know we don't our favorite word around here is uh sustainable yeah (laughs) everybody likes to use that word but that's just not sustainable you're constantly fighting from behind and at what point are you gonna get tired of that 
So come out there with some energy from jump. Don't wait till you get down by 20. So then all of a sudden, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. You know? Um, and there was a couple of times last night where they would get down by, you know, eight points, 12 points, whatever. And they push it back to uh, only a two point deficit. But then next thing you know, we let them go on a run. And it's like, as soon as we get close, we relax a little bit and you let them go on a run. It's like, they never let up last night. They never let up on the Pelicans and the Pelicans were kind of just, you know, jogging, whatever. And it's One, two, like, three, dude, Cancun. <laughs> come on, man. Cancun's exactly where you're going to be if you don't get it together. I mean, obviously this team is not winning a championship this season. But you would like to delay your trip to Cancun at least by a week or so. <laughs> so. You would not have to go through the plane again. Again, I feel like that's got to yeah. be the end all goal for this year right now, especially with the injuries, is try to get at least stay in that top six. Because, yeah. or I mean, the bright side about seven or eight, there is a margin for error where if you lose a game, you still can make the playoffs. But again, you don't want to be seven mm-hmm. or eight in this Western Conference playoffs. That means no. another dance with the Phoenix Suns probably and Kevin don't Durant. The Denver Nuggets, you don't again. Golden State's going to be up there again. The the West is too deep right now. Dallas yep. Mavericks with Kyrie and Luka, who are still having a hard time figuring things out, but I think they will eventually figure things out. Memphis, mm-hmm. I mean, there are just too many good teams, or you're going to be like, ah, oh, we'll be okay. We'll just wait for Zion to get back. And I know that's not their mentality right now, but it just seems like if they are not careful in this tough Western Conference, that they could be sitting at nine or ten or eight you know, come playoff time and then have to do all this over again when you know the goals. And if you want to, you know, climb that ladder and get, you know, progress with this core group of guys, you want to see them make the top six. So it just seems a little shaky right now, the way things are going and and have to figure out how they can win without Zion because he's not going to be back for a little bit. And I think that's the biggest concern is I think defensively, eventually they'll get things going, but like Herb, I don't know what's going on with him offensively unless yeah. he's going in for a dunk. I mean, he had the nice move on LeBron. He was able to get on the <laughs> dunk, but his shot's just not there. I don't know if he's lost it's confidence not. or I I don't know where it is, but, you know, that's a liability on the floor if he's not able to shoot. And yeah. again, defenses are going to realize that and go, all right, we'll just leave Herb open and let him, you know, make us pay if that's going to be the case. I don't remember who it was earlier this season, but someone that we played, was deliberately, they were doubling Zion, and whoever Herb's man was, they would go to Zion, and they leave Herb open. Mm-hmm. Get the ball to Herb. He's going to take a faux three-pointer because he's definitely stepping on the line, and then he misses it. And it's just like, I, I try not to be too hard on any specific player, um, but it's just so weird to me that he spends so much time in the gym. In the entire offseason, he was in the gym the entire offseason, and I have no clue what he could have been working on <laughs> because <laughs> his shot looks... 10 times worse. And, and maybe maybe everything that he learned throughout last season, maybe it was lost in the offseason because maybe he wasn't working with Fred Vincent over the summer, you know? I'm just trying to, like, rationalize why on earth you could be getting in that many hours in the gym and nothing – I don't want to say nothing looks different because it looks different. It looks worse. So, I don't know. He, I, I just kind of have to have faith that he'll figure it out. Um, I'm definitely not trying to – I'm not ready to write him off or anything like that. Absolutely not. Anything, but um, – yeah, something's got to give. You got to start doing more cutting, more screening. Um, and I, I don't want to see a time where Herb gets the ball and Trey's a few feet away and they're both, you know, he can make that extra pass and then Herb takes a shot instead of Trey taking the shot. Like I've seen times where CJ and Trey are out there open and CJ will hurry up and pass it to Trey so he can take the shot. I'd rather see that. Give it to the guy who's the better shooter. Now, last night, Trey was not the better shooter. I don't, I think mm. that might have been his worst um, outing 
since his like coming out party last season, right? So um, sometimes you're gonna have those nights, but you have to find other ways to impact the game if your shot's not falling. So um, hopefully these guys, you know, they can go enjoy their All Star break and whatnot. But hopefully they'll come back and uh, make make something shake. But uh, I'm looking forward to the All Star stuff. Do you know if we can? Do you know if we can bet on Trey or anyone winning <laughs> the dunk contest? You can absolutely do that. I mean, there's props here. There are there were props for what color Gatorade was going to be poured. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I haven't looked at the Bowl, so you know All-Star. that there's going to be props <laughs> on All Star Weekend and who will win. And that's where you can use Bet Online for everything with your. Betting needs. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online with live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website, use your mobile device, join and receive a 50% off welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE if you're watching on YouTube. It's right there on my shirt, B-L-E-A-V. <laughs> to receive your rewards, betonline.ag, where the game starts. So yeah, absolutely. You can bet on whether Trey's going to win the slam dunk contest or Trey or Jose can be your rising stars MVP. Um, obviously, Zion Williamson uh, will not... I don't know if he's going to be there. You think he's going to be there and just watch the festivities and be introduced? Because he is technically a starter. He is. When Vin Diesel um, announces the intros, is, it, is he going to say... Is that who it's going to be? <laughs> yeah, he's in. He's doing the intros. That's amazing. I had no clue. Um, I don't know. I don't know if he'll be there. I feel like... Uh, I don't know if it's really his thing, you know? Like, Zion's yeah. already a spectacle, just as he is. I don't know if he wants to go and be part of like all that, but I don't know if he wants to go. That's totally fine. Uh, he could go and support his his boys, you know. So I don't know who I'm expecting to see there, but I'll be inside all weekend watching every minute of all the All Star stuff. No Some people are saying, "Yeah, no parading for me." I've seen a lot of people um, complaining about uh, the dunk contest and the three point contest as far as who the the participants are. And it's like, look, if it was someone from your team, you'd be totally into it. But because someone from your team's not going to be there, you guys are like, oh, this sucks. What's the NBA doing? Like, I will say having four different teams for the Rising Stars is is a bit much. I don't think that we need to do the whole, like, small mini tournament thing. But I don't know. I feel like the dunk contest participants could surprise us. And I don't know why people are just so, like, unhappy with with who's participating. (laughs) It's because of the names. Because you used to have so many people participate like it was a big thing for the best dunkers and the best players in the league yeah when vince carter was doing it and and dwight howard was doing it and and it's gone to the point where you have mac mcclung from the g league participating in it i think they just want to see more and someone was showing a a video of a of a skills challenge and now it's three teams it's the antetokounmpo's the rookies and the utah jazz where there was one skills challenge where there was lebron dwayne wade i think carmelo or someone else chris paul and Chris uh, Paul, it's like you, yeah. Again, it's and it's no fault of anyone. I think everyone just wants to use it truly as a break, but no one wants to participate in some of these things anymore. And then you have, yeah. again, for us, it's exciting to have Trey Murphy in it. But for those who, the casual fans, as they like to say, are probably like, yeah, Trey <laughs> Murphy, 
yeah. What? Who? Uh, I thought it was a three-point shooter. Like Extremely now he can casual. I mean, he but, should definitely be in the three-point shootout over the dunk contest, but um, we'll see what he comes up with. You know, a lot of people are like, I don't know. He's more of an in-game dunker. We'll see what he can come up with. And if he doesn't do great, then they won't invite him back. But we haven't had anyone in the contest right. since Chris Anderson embarrassed us when he and uh, J.R. Smith were in the contest. So, I mean, I'm, I'm down for it. But uh, Has it lost its luster a little bit, though, All-Star Weekend? Um, All-Star Weekend in general, maybe not. I think the dunk contest probably has just because of they want to give everything's 10 everything tends early on. And then later on in the contest, they just, I don't know, the scoring's just really messed up. Um, and after seeing what they did to, you know, Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon, it's like those guys are, they're never going to want to participate in something like that again for good reason. So you have right. to get new faces in there. And I feel you can also learn about other players um, that you're not that familiar with. Like, I didn't know who Derek Jones Jr. was when he was in the dunk contest and he won the freaking thing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you, you could potentially find a new, like, a new little guy to root for, you know what I mean? So some some people aren't into that, but it's just I don't know. Be be happy for the opportunity to see any of this stuff is, is you, the way I see it. Do you remember when it was here the first time in a slew of like recently? I think it was like 2014 when they hosted, yeah. and the slam dunk contest was like everyone dunked at the same time. They had like a minute 30 to do as like the dunk contest was just <laughs> weird and it was so bad. And then they went back to another more traditional sense but the one thing that and this is more just me being a uh, old curmudgeon being old school i missed the days where the players wore their own jerseys at all-star yeah it was east I'm... versus west yeah the, the whole drafting the schoolyard like i get it you want it's cool to see some people on in different conferences play alongside each other for one game like Giannis and steph or Giannis and lebron or whatever it's gonna i know they're two yeah. captains but like i thought it for me as a baseball fan when you see your favorite teams players represent your jersey in your city when intros and all that like back yeah. when you know michael jordan would wear a bulls jersey and it was white so the east wore all white jerseys and the the west wore the the away jerseys the like yeah. yeah the road club i like that because yeah. i just it it just shows you which teams were representing the all-star game and now like i saw this the cur the jersey that curry held up and i don't know but it just says all-star on it in like blue and black i'm yeah. praying that that is not what <laughs> The jerseys yeah, the are other gonna ones, look like, but it's it's a blue, it's like an ombre sort of situation, like a blue and black one, and then the other one's like a yellow and orange sort of thing. Um, and I want to say in the Pelicans team store, they actually have one of each of those for Zion in there because you know what team he was getting picked by, even though he's not going to end up playing. Yeah. Um, what a waste so, too! You're going to have jerseys for each, yeah. each guy <laughs> for each team because you're picking them right before the game starts. I think they're just trying to do, they're just throwing stuff at the wall and trying to see what sticks um and but so it's an exhibition I, I, game though like who cares yeah, yeah i feel like two or so years from now it's going to be different again one thing i don't know are they still doing the target score thing because i don't like that at all the elam ending stupid. yes yeah, yeah I, I don't like it so maybe they can stop doing that maybe if they send out some feed some feedback surveys <laughs> we can all fill those out it's, it's weird just play just go play we don't need a target score um but yeah the jersey thing it's it's I don't know what's going on with that. And then the Rising Stars jerseys, they literally look like late 90s, early 2000s WNBA jerseys. And I was so excited when Nike first took over the jerseys for the NBA. But ever since, it's been just disappointment after disappointment, just one after another. So um, they, they got to step some stuff up over there. But yeah, All-Star Weekend itself, it's very different than what it used to be. 
but it will continue to be different and they'll continue to change stuff and maybe they'll get rid of the uh, skills challenge altogether. Maybe we'll eventually see like a one-on-one or two-on-two, three-on-three tournament, something like that, like a big three sort of thing. Um, but they just have to, I guess, figure out the logistics. They have to think of the idea in the first place, I guess. So um, either way, I'm always going to watch the stuff. I like to, to see all the yeah, cool people- things going on people will always watch it. And I think every sport is trying to figure it out. I mean, the uh, MLB all-star game used to be where the winning team would have home field advantage for the world series. And they're like, we're not letting this, all, this all-star <laughs> game dictate which team gets home field in the world what? series. That's ridiculous. They tried to make it competitive after the game ended in a tie back in the early two thousands. And so oh. people were being upset, but it's like, again, you, you were there to see all these all-stars come together and play a game. Same for mm-hmm. the pro bowl. Now it's a flag football game and they change the skills challenge. We are playing dodgeball and doing tic-tac-toe, which I, I didn't watch it. Didn't interest me, but I feel like it was a step in the right direction is trying to entertain people over an all-star week and one, get the players to go and two get people to watch it. But at the same time, it's as simple as the game does not count. And it's just a bunch of all-stars there. Like, Everyone talks about there's no defense in the all-star. Well, what do you, you don't want to see a guy get locked down. You don't want to see a 90 <laughs> to 80 final. You want to yeah. see dunks and threes, half court threes, half court threes, whatever <laughs> Elam ending. So there's no perfect way for any of these all-star games to go, but there's just little things that I would like for them to bring back. And I think one of them is representing their teams again. Like if Zion was playing him being out there in a Pelicans Jersey, will mean a whole lot more than it just saying all-star with yeah. a Kia logo in the in the corner there. I, <laughs> I just think it just kind of loses its luster a little bit when everyone here in New Orleans is like, yeah, he's a, a Pelican. Remember, the Pelicans is representing us in the All-Star game, especially as a yeah. starter. I think that stuff goes a long way. I like the jerseys they did a few years ago where they were just black and white and they had the logo of your team on the front, yeah. but then on the back they got your stuff. So what was that? Probably... 2018, 19, 18, 2018. That was the year that I want to say Tony Ruffles wore Boogie's jersey or something like that. Yeah. So that was that was an all right jersey. But yeah, I, I do like the old, um, you know, 90s, 2000s, wear your own jersey sort of thing. But I think they just saw it as a, a way to sell more merch because that's mm-hmm. always always the goal, right? Make some more money. So um, they started selling us these other things that nobody likes. All the other all-star merch looks awful too to me. So I don't know. I check the store every single day because I have a credit merch that I need to use and there is hardly anything on worth buying. <laughs> so I'm running out of time. <laughs> Do you think because the game is in Utah that the people that designed the Utah Jazz New Jerseys are the ones that designed the All-Star jerseys and they're just plain? And... Man. I think, jazz... I think they're the same people, but not because they're from Utah. I think that Nike just outsources to the most randomest of people. <laughs> lets them. Have you seen this? Now, no disrespect to them. But the stuff looks weird. Have you seen the Kid Super Sports collab jerseys and things like that? that I've seen out? you tweet about them. I saw the Kings one that you that they Kings talked the about. <laughs> then I saw the Pelicans one with just a big old bird across the front. Big old bird. And they have shorts, too. So those sets are, if you wanted the whole set, it'd be $350 for that stuff, man. And it's just like, dude, wow. you could probably get a full authentic uniform uh, for less than that. But, you know, collab prices, you got to bump it up. NBA needs their money. The collab artist needs their money. You can get season tickets in the upper bowl of Smoothie King Center probably for that much <laughs> for the whole year. <laughs> Pretty close to it. Man, I hate that they like, you know, they give you these deadlines for the season tickets. They're like, hey, 
renew by renew by this date and then you'll be entered to win this prize and then you renew and then the very next day they tell you Zion's going to be out for some indefinite period and no one knows when they'll ever see or hear from him again. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. It makes you want to wait. Or like it happened before the trade deadline too. It's like, hey, renew, renew now. And it's like, mm, some of us want to see what's going to happen. But I don't know. People like me, I'm just going to renew it straight up anyway. But for the people who want to wait and see what happens, kind of sucks to put your back against the wall. Yeah, but I think if you're waiting till next year, I, I, again, it just doesn't seem like they're going to shake things up that dramatically. I think they still want to keep so. this core. Again, they just want, it's always like the one or two missing pieces. And now you know you need to have more of an insurance policy for Zion. And as much yeah. as you don't want to admit that, it's getting someone as a four or a five that can be there. Like if he's out for a little bit of time, then you're like, all right, the drop off is not too bad because you are seeing right now how bad you need him. But you didn't think you were going to need him this, again, not taking any credit away from Zion. But, you know, you just had more faith in the roster that say, okay, we can withstand Zion being out for a little bit. It may be a little bumpy or they may just hover around 500, but it won't be a yeah. complete, like, 10-game losing streak or a 15-game losing streak because your star player's out. Like, you have talent in Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum. You got Trey Murphy, who, again, did not hit a field goal last night. But, like... You do have talent on this team. Yeah, Billy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Billy. The battery fully charged last <laughs> night with a double double. Put him in. He's ready to go. Isn't that nuts? That's crazy. He continues to surprise me. You know, it's it's so funny. And I'm tweeting emojis the whole time he's in the game. But there was a there was a time last night where I was just like, dude, you you probably got the freshest legs out there. You got to start contesting some of these shots, right? Like, you can't just watch Anthony Davis catch a rebound. You're just, like, standing there looking. Mm -hmm. So, And I get it. He's he's a former first-rounder. He's a former number one pick, Tony Ruffles is. Um, he's, a, he's an awesome talent, but you can't just, like, let him do whatever he wants as far as, like, attacking the boards and stuff. So, whatever. They're off to the break. I'm, I'm glad that I don't have to watch them play any games for the next week. Um hopefully uh, who do we play when we come back uh it's a great question it's uh, the toronto raptors it's a road trip just a couple yeah. game east coast road trip or honestly east coast it's toronto and new york out of it then they're back home to host the orlando magic that will wrap up february and then they're back on the road out west it's gonna be a tough schedule here's the thing is they have the easiest schedule left technically Record-wise, mm -hmm. but going at Portland, at Golden State, and at Sacramento doesn't seem, and then home versus the Mavericks, home versus the Thunder just does not seem like it's anything for easy. I know they look at based on winning percentage and all that, but at the end of March, you had the Rockets twice. You had the Spurs, the Hornets. You play the Trailblazers three times this month. You never know with the Trailblazers. It's not your Josh Hart Trailblazers anymore. Um, yeah. He's playing really well in New York. There are winnable games this month or March and, and start off February. But again, you got to come out with the right mindset here and, and figure some things out. But I think the biggest thing is where will the Pelicans fall in the standings? You know, when Zion gets back, they're eighth right now at 30 and 29. And they're a half game back of Dallas for seventh. They are a half game back in Minnesota for six. So again, it's just a, a few game winning streak away from being right up there in the, in the pile. Clippers are one loss ahead of you at fifth. Phoenix is two losses ahead of you at fourth, but I feel like Phoenix is going to pick it up after the All-Star yeah. break because Durant's going to be back and ready to go. Sacramento's not going anywhere. Memphis and Denver are the ones at the top. And yeah. Golden State's behind you, but just because they've played one less game. So right. I mean, there's 
eight or nine legitimate teams there that <laughs> that can jump you yeah, or be in I front saw, of you come the end of the year. I saw a tweet from my buddy um, Jeremy because we were talking a lot about the strength of schedule and how we have the 28th easiest schedule according to Tankathon. Um, but when you break it down and look at the all-stars that they're facing in that time, it's Jokic once, the Memphis duo once, Sacramento duo twice, Julius Randle twice, um, Paul George twice, and Kawhi's back, so him too, assumably. Um, the Dallas all-star duo, you have them once, Pascal Siakam once, you got Dame twice, Shea Alexander. Yeah, three four, times? Three times, yeah. Oh, oh no, that's even worse. I mean, you know, I'm not super afraid of them. But anyway, uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander once. You got Steph once or twice. And then you have um, Anthony Edwards. And so he ends the tweet by saying, does it look easy now? My answer is no. It does not look easy. Because it's we also have the big question of health. It's not just who we're missing now. It's with the way things have been going, who are we going to be missing by then is what mm -hmm. it feels like, you know? So and people are like, oh, no, don't say that. And it's just like, okay, look. Just being real here, like the NBA, be, there's no being realistic schedule. at this point is expecting somebody to get hurt, you know. So you don't want it to happen, but you kind of have to prepare in case something happens. What do we do, sort of thing, you know? So yeah. How many times when we talk about any team, when you go, if healthy, they could be a really good team, yeah. because health does play a factor in everyone. Um, I would say, though, like the Celtics almost being Milwaukee without any starters the other night was thoroughly impressive. And I couldn't believe it. The Celtics now are Joe Missoula is now the permanent head coach, which rightfully so. He definitely deserves the way they're playing. But very nice. um, yeah, I mean, it's the same with a lot of teams. If healthy, this team can be. I mean, look at the Phoenix Suns with Devin Booker being out so long. They were going through a really rough time and people were like, are they going to make the playoffs? Yeah, you get one piece in Kevin Durant, and everything's now like they're it's finals or bust for them. Two two year it's window, crazy. one and a half season window. It's them and next year when Durant's I a free agent again. <laughs> can't but now that. everyone's looking at Phoenix, and you still have Denver. And again, we'll we don't need to go through the teams again, but mm -hmm. health is going to be the ultimate deciding factor for a lot of these teams because yeah. I feel like if the Pelicans are healthy, they stack up against a lot of these teams in the West. But right now, they don't. And that's because mm -hmm. they're missing their best player in Zion. And so, again, even if they hold down the fort, if they hover around six or seven until he gets back, depending on when he gets back, I'll be fine with that. But you can't go into another 10-game losing streak. You drop off again, no there's no there's no recovering from that. And you're looking at trying to stay in the play-in race or miss the playoffs. And I think missing the playoffs is obviously the worst possible outcome. But you can't. For sure. You can't missed the playoffs this year with the expectations this team had. Mm -mm, no. So um, I wanted to ask, what do we think about um, Josh Richardson? What do we think about his first game and a half <laughs> that he's played for the Pelicans? I've been quite pleased. I have been enjoying his defense, his length. Um, he's comfortable shooting. Um, I just think he's played a factor. He's hit a couple alley-oop lobs. I just feel like he, he's... <laughs> And that's a, that's important. That's important. Chemistry yeah. is important. Um, again, hard to judge when you get ejected in one of the games as well. Um, but Rightfully I like so. that that fiery passion from him. I I've been so far been pleased. And no offense, Devonte, um, wish him well in San Antonio. Obviously, he's able to let it fly there as a spur. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but Josh is an upgrade. 
And so when Devonte was in and out of the rotation or not really being in there, now you have a guy that's definitely going to be in there uh, throughout the rest of the year. And I feel like he contributes on both sides of the ball, which will be a nice welcome. I mean, he's been a journeyman, been on five different teams in eight years. But at the same time, he's been solid, I think, everywhere he's gone. It's just been one of those yeah. guys that has been – I don't think he's been traded because he's bad. I think it's just more of – it's easier to throw him into certain situations or trades based on his contract more than he's not a good player. Why is he bouncing around different teams? He's He was solid when he was in Miami. He's been solid everywhere he's gone. So, yeah. for me, I think he's a nice step up, and I think it's a – I think uh, they mentioned on the ESPN broadcast, and yes, I have to watch on ESPN here being out of the market. <laughs> it talking about that being a very underrated move at the deadline was the yes. Pelicans making this move. So I was quite pleased, um, and I have been pleased with so far, small sample size, but I really like Josh Richardson here in New Orleans. Yeah, I wasn't able to watch the game on Monday night. Um, last night, I saw all the way up until the point where he got ejected, and I turned my TV off. I was like, all right, <laughs> That'll do. I see how this is going. <laughs> Um, you know, it was already a frustrating game. And once, once that happened, um, and he was well within his rights to, to complain about that and to, to get ejected. Um, cause he got absolutely like knocked upside the head by LeBron. But ever since LeBron had his meltdown, they're calling everything in his favor since that happened. So, but no, I like what I've seen from Josh so far. He has provided a spark, um, off the bench. Um, which by the time we start sending reserves in, we need it, you know? So imagine if we didn't come out slow and then we get a spark off the bench. Right. And then, like, we can just pull ahead, right? So instead of fighting from behind all the time. So, yeah, he's he's been nice to watch. Um, he's a vet, and, and obviously Willie trusts his vets. He's, he played the most minutes on Monday night out of everyone in his first game with the team. Um, so I've seen people already start to sign him again, campaign online they're like give him the josh hart special <laughs> so yeah. i don't know but um i like him i like him so far i think that uh if they were to go ahead and give him a contract for next season or have whatever type of contract they want to give him um i think i'd be cool with that but um so far uh just he's been solid yeah like and look said. there's incentive for him to do well with his contract expiring yeah i mean contract he, year contract year those guys tend to play up a little bit because they want another contract. And so whether he's here with us or with someone else, and that's the beauty of it for the Pelicans, and that could be another roster spot open or use that salary to upgrade at any position. So I think like the Pelicans are in good shape here as to whether they want to keep him. And if not, then you're not using him, but he is using this opportunity to audition for 29 other teams that are maybe willing to pay him a lot more to come over to their team. So yeah, um, I feel like, It'll be a good opportunity for him and a good opportunity for the Pelicans to try to get this push uh, into the playoffs here with 23 games to go. So much for it being like a, on a, like a first half of the season being over. We're two-thirds of the season being over. And I get why. I feel like it's because of the NFL. If you put the yeah. All-Star game halfway through, technically, you're competing with playoffs and the end of the NFL season, which you're going to lose every single time. So I get it why it's this late. But at the same time... Uh, the break comes two thirds into the season. But I think right. uh, as we talked about, it's a much needed time for the Pelicans. They ended the all-star break or pre all-star break on a two game uh, road trip. And they will begin on a two game road trip, Toronto and New York coming out of the break. So two important games there for the Pelicans um, post all-star break. And we'll be right back here waiting for that as uh, we'll take a little all-star break ourselves 
and yeah. we will be back before their next game um, against Toronto. So sometime middle next week or the end of next week, be on the lookout. We will have one, but we will take at least through Tuesday. We'll take a little bit of a, and give you all an opportunity to enjoy the Mardi Gras season. Um, but if you are <laughs> missing episodes, feel free to take us along your parade route as we are everywhere on Spotify, Apple. Don't forget to rate. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to tell your friends that Pels and Whistles is here for you. And hopefully Pelican's second half of the season will take this team to another level and we'll get Zion yeah. back as quick as possible. But Rel, you enjoy it. I know you're going to be staying in a lot and hovering and watching that all-star game. All but of it. Enjoy whatever festivities you can. Send me a king cake. I'd certainly appreciate it. <laughs> and um, we'll talk to you next week. All right. Where do you like your king cakes from, by the way? Nah, it doesn't matter to me. Doesn't like, matter. As those Dong Fong. As I start naming lists, it doesn't matter. I like this place, this place. Yeah. Do you, you know there are, there are some in our grocery store here in Atlanta, and I'm like, eh. wouldn't trust it. Nope. I think it's Gambinos, a box mm. of Gambinos that okay. they probably ship here. But it's at the local grocery store. I'm like, mm, I don't know. I haven't had one single bite of king cake so far. And we're almost to the end of this thing. I don't think I'm going to have any at this rate. <laughs> Is that just now because, oh, I haven't had it now. I'm not going to start. Or yeah. you're just not a king cake. Where I, I'm not going to go out and like buy one. Like my wife can bring one home from work, but I don't like theirs so much. So mm. I'm probably just not going to have anything. Um, and that's cool. I'm, I'm more of a cold dessert type and not a sweet uh in room temperature. <laughs> okay. so I'm not a cake dessert. I'm not a pie cream. dessert. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Always ice cream. So yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, you definitely got to get some king cake before it's over. You'll have enough for the both of us. All right. That sounds good. I hope everyone has a safe Mardi Gras season as well. Please stay safe out there. And we'll talk to you next week right here on Pels and Whistles presented by Bet Online and the Bleed Network. <laughs>